What's happening, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele and The Baker. Back at you with another episode of Scarf Life Podcast. You're pointing at me like I should know what to say, but I don't. Right. Is the is the music all off? The applause is off. We got our toys back. Yeah, yeah, we do. Which I know I was championing for that, like for a long time. I'll admit that. But then I remember that you abuse those sound effects. I'm just I'm just excited, bro. I just I just get to be excited. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got a rough outline of things we want to talk about. It's probably going to be the last time you're excited in the next hour. Maybe. That is very likely a possibility. What I do want to say is this. Before we start anything else, this is what the first time in would you say 9 months? We are actually doing a live in-person podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, uh, I mean, we have not done a podcast together since COVID, and this is the yeah first one since March. Has it been that long? Uh, I know for a fact that I started working from home March twelfth, so. Yeah, would have been right after those first two uh, home games back in late February, early March. That's right. Uh, it's been a while. Orlando and New York Red Bulls, if I remember correctly. But we're right back. Feels like a lifetime. This whole year, it seems. I mean, okay, it, it is almost beating a dead horse to say this year feels weird and long and never-ending and unique yeah. and all sorts of other things and and i think especially like you know as we're talking to rsl nation especially in like the sense of the podcast i was thinking about this the other day i was like when did we record one last because i feel like we haven't since the season ended and then looking back at it we also didn't record one after the skc game like we straight up didn't which are bad but i was thinking about this it's also like there are only so many weeks in a row where you can say, uh, yeah, Herrera was fantastic, Pablo was great, a few guys were average, everything else was terrible, and we lost. Like and we still the, suck. Yeah, the la- we still don't have an owner, and we still don't know what's happening in 2021. Like, there's, there's, a, I, I pride myself on the fact that we don't turn on these mics and hit the record button unless we actually have something to talk about. And listening at like, like you know, we listen back to these obviously as shocked as you may be as far as uh, quality but like listening back to like those last four or five episodes dude you want to talk about broken record beating a dead horse whatever cliche you know phrase you want to use that was beating a dead horse we're lucky for everybody we have brand new materials today speaking of 2020 so i do need to mention something that we're not talking too much about I mean, if if 2020 couldn't get any worse, it just claimed one of the greatest names in soccer history, Diego Maradona. Just a huge... I grew up 
he was before my time. His active playing days were before my time. Right. But growing up, having never seen a dude play live, having seen hours and hours of, I keep wanting to say tape, but video of him playing when he did play, he's always been one of my, I think I have made this publicly very clear over the past few years. The best player in the history of the game, for my money, has always been Zinedine Zidane. Not, not where I thought you were going to go with it, but okay. So, it's it's always been Zinedine Zidane, but Maradona has always been like that top five player ever. And it, it, it's Zizou, it's Pele, it's Diego Maradona. Yeah, um, or, or as he's known uh, in Argentina, God. Yeah, well... We can get into that, but we won't. Um, and then it gets a little tough afterwards. It's like, you know, you got your Ronaldo and your Messi. But then, like, I like my original Ronaldo. Now we call him Fat Ronaldo, right? Uh, the Brazilian Ronaldo, El Fenom. I mean, that was uh, that was an incredible player. Anyways, rest in peace, Diego Maradona, because we are a soccer nation, podcast, community. He is a disciple. Yeah, yeah, I mean... You know, to say that he was before your time, like you're much, much older than I am. Excuse and shows. me. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I watched hours of this guy play. Um, Which tells me everything I need to know about you, homie. That's hey, all I all, need to all know. All I'm gonna say is uh, anyone that can screw over the English national team that well is is so, okay in my book. So that that hand of God, because he scored that famous goal with his hand. Yeah. I did not know. I just heard this quote for the first time a few days ago. Because mm-hmm. they were asking him, like, why didn't you not admit that you. Because it's used the World Cup. He, he actually had a better explanation. He said, well, if I had not, and let's say I, I took a shot, because this was pre goal line technology, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids. There was a time in soccer before goal line technology and VAR and, you know, all these different things. Just to be clear, VAR still would have missed that. I'm not even talking about that. But he's saying, what if I had taken a shot and let's just say the goalie saw the ball clearly cross the line, then got it out, and the ref had not called it a goal? Do you think the goalie would have run up to the ref and said, yeah, that was a goal? No. That's just good logic. I mean, I've never heard that. That's the best explanation I've ever heard about that. So anyways, rest in peace, Diego Maradona. Speaking of less Maradona-esque things, let's get into some of the RSL stuff, man. What, what, what are we talking about today? <laughs> we've, we've, got a, we've got a full, full docket uh, t- t- tonight. So obviously still no owner. You know, some like light news. We've got a deadline. We've got some news regarding the Royals. Um, you know, we're going to talk about what that could potentially mean for the organization. Um, and well, we, we also found out at least partially what the roster for 2021 is going to look like, who is part of it and who isn't. Um, and then some pretty, I don't know, I don't know if exciting is the right word, but some changes coming to the Monarchs, um, which I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but you know. We're going to talk about Bro, 30 minutes about each of these. So. Any, any changes are, are, are good things right now. 
always, at all times. Yeah, um, business as usual, it hasn't been doing us any favors. It has not. All right, let's kick it off. What's first on the agenda here? I mean, you know, let's just let's just start with the big one. Still no owner, officially. Yeah, uh, I'm getting a little worried. Are you getting a little worried? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'll go ahead and raise my hand and, and take the L on this one. I did, uh, as recently as a month and a half ago, proclaim that... Um, you know, I was certain that we would know, maybe not officially, but like it'd be on like Twitter and Reddit and stuff, who the owner was going to be or owners were going to be at the end of November. Um, that obviously hasn't taken place. Uh, no, so, it sure has not. Yeah, that's that's definitely not ideal. Um, we did find out since our last podcast that if Deloy Hansen doesn't sell but i i believe the date is january 8th so it is coming up pretty fast here we did talk about that in the last podcast we did? Don't we? yes all right well i mean it, so yeah if he doesn't you know sell by january 8th the league is gonna sell on his behalf um which yeah that's like we're we're getting into december here i'll be honest with you i'm starting to get worried it's a tricky situation for me i don't Repeat, I do not want the league to control our destiny. And the reason I don't is this. How many cities are vying for MLS clubs these days? I mean, I, I lost track of who, of who is and is not getting an MLS club anymore. I know that St. Louis is getting one, right? Nashville and Cincinnati just got theirs. Um... Miami just got theirs. Wait, did... <laughs> seems a long time ago. Did uh, Sacramento get theirs? Yeah. They did. Yeah. So, so uh, the, I know, the, San- four, the four franchises coming, just to be clear, mm-hmm. are Austin FC, uh, Charlotte. <laughs> I keep forgetting about Charlotte. Um, I could have literally sat here for the next 30 minutes and you just told me, no Google... Tell me who the other franchise upcoming is. Charlotte would not have ever made that list because that's how far in the back of my mind I have put that. They're the Charlotte. Yeah, the good way to remember them is the the blue uh, RSL. Like they have a crown as a logo. Yeah, they've got that like Chelsea looking thing with the crown in the middle. Uh, Sacramento, obviously, which you already mentioned, and yeah, St. Louis. I'm really excited about most of those cities. I'm super excited. I've been I've been calling for Sacramento to have an MLS club for years, years and years. Same thing with St. Louis. Maybe it's my personal experience with St. Louis. Good soccer culture there. Yeah, I don't cool know city. what in the world they're doing in Austin. I love Austin as a city. Yeah, but that's gonna be the most hipster soccer club in the United States. Yes, yeah. they're really going for that like Portland energy. Yeah, uh, they've got the trees and everything. Isn't Mr. All right, all right, all right, the yeah, co-owner on that? He's, he's like one of the minority owners. He's the face of it. Uh, just for, for those of you that don't speak Adele, Mr. All right, all right, all right is uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, Good dude. Yeah, by all, I mean, I've never met the guy. I'm not going to sit here and speak to his character. Um, I, I, I'm just like, I, how... I wrote in his Lincoln once. Ew. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's an Indian, though, if I ever heard one. Um... No man, it's it's two twofold. My problems with Austin are twofold. See, we're already getting sidetracked. This really is going to be like a two-hour episode. My problems with Austin are twofold. One, it's that whole I'm real sensitive to owners buying franchises and then moving them to other cities right now. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> so so oh, oh, that hits right home. Yeah, just really that's uh, you know at the forefront of my mind. And then the other one is how I get Texas is a big state, but how many poorly attended soccer teams does Texas need? Well, you what you have to remember, this is like the electoral college. No pun intended. Between the three Texas team, all they have to do is get enough attendance to fill out one respectable stadium, and Texas will have sold out a stadium every single week. Right, if you just combine all three franchises. Dallas is the only club I have, I'm sure I'm wrong, because I have not actually done my homework on this. Right. Dallas is the only club I've ever heard of who won the championship. The Supporter Shield. The Supporter Shield. But, mm-hmm. you know, everyone likes to claim that's the real championship. Whatever. And the year after they won the Supporter Shield, meaning they were basically not just the best club in the MLS, I think that year. Right, but like, well, no, that's but, literally what the Supporter Shield is. Right. Well, not, okay. <laughs> okay, not based on our standards. But they also, they finished the year with the Supporter Shield, did not win the Cup, and had an incredibly bright future. Right. Coming up the next year. Right, everyone was coming back. And their numbers, attendance numbers, actually dipped. Soccer in Texas. So what they're going to do is add a third club to the state of Texas. Having said that, it's a big freaking state. Right, right? I, I, mean, I recognize that. If the city of Los Angeles and the city of New York can have two clubs each, I get why Texas gets three. And have you been to the Red Bull Stadium? I have not. One of the good things. One of the most beautiful sta- No, one of the most beautiful stadiums in the country. It's in Jersey. Uh-huh. I don't know. Twenty five poorly attended. Super poorly attended. In in their defense, if you watch Terry Henry play regularly, and then all of a sudden you have to go to whatever they're currently sh- shelling out. Yeah, but that's, you wouldn't show up either. That's just just the whole point. Anyways, look, we're already getting sidetracked. You, oh, you're right. Five minutes in, we're. So what I'm saying, five, five, you wish it was only five minutes in. Um, so what I'm saying here is this: um, I am very nervous because I think there are cities in the league in the country who are looking for MLS teams, and if the if the league is solely selling them off, right, we could be in trouble. Now, on a more important, or maybe equally as important, of a footing, I also don't trust DLH to sell it off right now. I mean, if if I believe the things I've heard, we have heard about Del Loy Hansen. At this point, he might be out to just hurt us. Right, B- burn it, like lose $50 million on it, but as long as I can stick it to these guys one last time. You know how many million, millions a billion is? Yeah, I mean, we literally did it once. It was a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Yeah. So if you have a thousand dollars in your hands and you have to burn $50... Yeah, I'll be I'll be still okay. Yeah, yeah. it's not gonna hurt me much. No, I get that. Um, no, it, it, and we talked about this. I'm remembering now. We did talk about this a, a bit. Um, you know, people are are pointing to like the academy, and um, they're pointing to the real estate. And don't get me wrong, all of those things have value. Like like no one's gonna sit here and look at that amazing facility out in Harriman is obviously worth something to somebody. But this goes back to the whole: you can have an acad like let's say a group buys the franchise with every intention to move it to, you know, Las Vegas, which that's realistically a credible... Or Phoenix really Phoenix, wants yeah. an MLS, uh, whatever it's called, label. Right, uh, franchise. So just as easily as we had a 
you know, a first team in Salt Lake and an academy just outside of Phoenix, you could have an academy just outside of Salt Lake and a first team in Phoenix. Like, though that infrastructure and that support and the Monarchs and the academy is, is all fantastic. But to me, that they, they are definitely not these, like, guarantees of, oh, the, the team is going to stay here. Um, I, think, I think MLS stepping in and taking over is could let's be like this is a a an office a gm a, a league that does not mind being heavy-handed they don't mind being on the bad side of press as they've shown time and time again um so yeah it 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 doesn't bode well for me if the league takes over i'm hoping the hansen is you know like so right now the rumor is that so ryan smith of of qualtrics fame also, the guy who just bought the Utah Jazz or a majority stake in the Utah Jazz, um, it's it's being reported isn't the right word, but there are places on the internet where you can read the story of Ryan Smith and Deloitte Hansen having met, and that meeting not going well. Um, Ryan Smith has absolutely toured the facilities. He's seen the Harriman Academy. He's seen uh, Rio Tinto. Um, th- that that is a that is a fact at this point. There was definitely interest there. Um, but there's a theory that Ryan Smith had knows that the Lloyd Hansen is having a hard time selling within the state and that he's actually waiting for that January deadline with hopes of dealing with the league directly. So let me preface my reply retort to your statement with this. There are places or corners on the internet, um, on, in which you can read anything you want to hear or read, right? I'm kind of no longer buying that Ryan of Qualtrics theory for a very basic and simple or simplistic reason, which is that he just blew 1.6 <clears throat> billion dollars is is that the number that he so i know that's the, that's the number reported is that that's the valuation of the jazz though right that's the valuation oh no that's the valuation of the whatever 75 percent he bought or whatever oh okay yeah but I, I haven't i mean you know the jazz don't have to submit their tax paperwork right, to yeah. the fair, nation fair um so that's the number reported but i mean okay let's just say it's exaggerated it's only 1.4 billion Right. It's, yeah. It's a, sure. It's a healthy sure. figure. Right. And and the Utah Soccer Holdings organization is let's just say they're not cheap. I mean, they're asking for half a billion dollars. I hope. I really hope that it is something like that, where he's just waiting him out. Let the league drop the price. Right. Maybe even sell some assets off, as we will get into in just a little bit here. I think. Even though I made it sound like it maybe earlier in our chat here, our fireside chitty chat, which by the way, I should have turned on the fireplace. I am still extremely optimistic that Real Salt Lake is not going anywhere. I forgot how many other cities already got the franchise mm-hmm. and also forgot that the MLS has 
basically in no uncertain terms said there will be many more to come. Not many sure. more, but I think they were going for what thirty two or something. Wasn't well, that I mean, the right, number? Well, I think we're past thirty two now. No, we're not. Not even close to thirty two. Come on, man. Come on, man. We're like twenty four or something. Twenty five. Um. Anyways, I, I think you now. Now that I remember the rest of the story, as the story goes. I'm actually super optimistic that it would be stupid to to move a team that A has very good attendance for many years is I'm not sure if they're profitable but they're not super expensive and they have an infrastructure in place sure. the, the thing you mentioned earlier is it unheard of or would it be completely shocking if if they were to move no but I will give it, uh, in my mind, I will give it less than a 5% chance. Whoever buys them out, even if it's a combination of something like, I don't know, some some collection of investors headed up by like a Nick Romando or, you know, they're, they're, I'm not saying when Nick you Romando. Say, when you say headed up, you mean invited to sit at the table and pose for all the media. Basically. Right, okay. The, 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 the Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Headed up usually means something else, but yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, well, from our perspective, it would be like, but. The face you know, of. That the Nick Romando is on there. Remember, like, the way, you know, the, the way Jay Z owned the Brooklyn Nets. Just to be clear, based off of uh, match day Twitter activity, that guy misses it. That guy misses it so bad. Oh, yeah. He's, he's ready. And honestly, right now, the way the way the roster's looking, sign him up for another year. I'm ready. Bring back the Who's go. Better. Well, we can get into what happened this year later. I am actually I'm I'm way more optimistic than I think you are on this team is not going anywhere. And maybe in part of that, maybe part of that is just denial cuz I'm not a I'm I'm not a fan of of Utah soccer holdings. Like I'm an RSL to me and to you and I know to thousands of people in this state is a lifestyle. Lifestyle. Where's my button? I got. I got. No, I should have had a button. You don't need a button for that. So, I don't think they're going anywhere. There's, there's definitely. I'm more nervous now than I was say a month ago, but I still don't think they're going anywhere. Because a month ago I would have said there's a 99.9 percent chance they're not. That they're staying and not going anywhere. Now it's like a ninety-five percent chance that they're staying and not going anywhere. Uh, just again, having now remembered that how many other cities have already got their um, MLS franchise, and remembering the statements that a lot more are to come. So, oh, just, oh, just to be clear, it's thirty with the four teams not playing. By the way, right. Um, I get what you're saying. I can think of the only other te- cities I can think of that would that would that would make for a good soccer franchise that that probably I don't want to say better than I mean I'm jo- talking objectively. Yeah, you t- you're, you're talking like literally size, market opportunity, market opportunity. Not even yeah, just size. There there are know. bigger cities, but um, Las Vegas. Yeah, could use a team. That's the one that scares the crap out of me because um, they've got that big new stadium. No one's gonna play soccer in that stadium anytime soon. Um, dude, San Antonio has wanted a team for the longest time, and I really, I really think Phoenix is going to get their MLS franchise sooner or later. They have to. I've been to that stadium. Their their minor league team is. I'm not sure if it was sold out, but it was. 
whatever it was, it was full basically, whether it was seven or eight or 10,000 people. It was just a regular season game in like January. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, the Phoenix Rising. Yeah, Phoenix scares me more than Las Vegas. Because Las Vegas, you have to start from scratch. Phoenix, you already have an infrastructure. Uh, actually, no, there is that team in Las Vegas, but I don't think anyone cares. Um, right, Las Vegas. Uh, whatever, it's, whatever, it's those Flamingos. Or whatever. Have you ever seen no, that? No, that's tr- Madison FC. Okay, maybe it's not the Flamingos. But... Mm-hmm. The Las Vegas USL team. Have you ever yeah, seen yeah, their yeah. jerseys? Yeah, man, they're awesome. <laughs> they're all, they're the best. I'm pretty sure those things glow in the dark. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're. I haven't seen them in a while, but yeah, they they definitely. The who, every, who the hell wants to go watch soccer in July in Las Vegas? I guess the same questions about Phoenix. But I remember Phoenix's proposal for the MLS was actually uh, air conditioned stadium. Don't even. Like when it's 122 outside. Yeah, that's some Qatar. You can Qatar stuff <laughs> right can. there. Like, yeah. hey guys, we're gonna actually cool the entire city with technology that doesn't exist yet. Don't worry about it. Here's a million dollars. Everyone's happy. Well, here's the thing: we'll buy the stadium off of Qatar when they're done with it. <laughs> right. Did you hear they're doing that actually? So yeah, they're gonna sell off the stadium. Yeah, they're selling off multiple stadiums. Yeah, I think it's two wild. of them are going to Germany. It, honestly, like, let's be real about the state of soccer in the Middle East. Um, not the first sport. <laughs> Um, but like, it's kind of smart. Like you look at, you know, all of the stories of like Brazil, like after the, you know, after the world cup and there's like a stadium in the jungle that's just like slowly being like taken back by like vines and palms and wildlife. Like, Hey, get, you know, use it for what you need it for. And then ship it to Germany, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what you need in Germany is an air-conditioned stadium in January. There it is. Yeah. Um, so so not to move on, but to move on. Let's move on. Uh, still within the same topic a little bit, RSL though. is staying in Salt Lake. They're not going anywhere. I really hope you're right. I usually don't want you to be right, but I hope you're right on this one. Um, but as all of these news were coming out, not too, in the not-too-distant past, it was being reported that a group headed out by either real estate or I think finance, actually, like investment banking, out of uh, Kansas City um, was interested in buying the Royals. Just the Royals, not yeah. not RSL, not uh, you know the Monarchs, just the the Royals, the women's team. Um, it that one it it scares me a little bit in that I kind of view the Royals as you know potentially a canary in the coal mine for like the health of the organization. Um, I think losing a women's soccer team is you know is bad for soccer in Utah, and ultimately, like yes, I'm a Real Salt Lake fan. But I also want soccer in Utah to do well, and that includes the Royals. Um, the Royals are also super well attended. They have a loyal fan base. A lot of it overlaps with, you know, diehard RSL fans and diehard Monarchs fans, as as one would expect. Um, and moving it back to a city that it came from, where it had almost no support, obviously doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, it it. it I don't think it's going to happen, not because I think Utah's doing anything right, but because SKC, Sporting Kansas City, uh, has come out and said that they would not. So this has nothing to do with the MLS team. It'd be like a separate ownership group, separate structures, everything. Uh, SKC has come out and said that they would not want to share a stadium with them. And they have nowhere to play. There, there, There is your typical SKC assholery. Let's call it that. I, 
you and I have spent, how long have the Royals been around? Is it like three two years, years three, three years, years, three years, three years. I, I think I have spent more times at Royals games than you and I have spent talking about them since then combined. We just, we don't cover Royals very much. We don't. There is only two of us in our defense. Right. Well, it's not a defense. That's just, we just don't cover. I like, I like the Royals. Founded December 1st, 2017, by the way. There you go. So in the three years since they've been founded, I and I've been to, I want to say two or three games since they were founded. I really hope we can keep the package together because we have talked about this for years now, which is that RSL is a <clears throat> grassroots everything. We have the high schools. We have the academies. We have the monarchs. We have the royals. We have RSL. It, it, it's all built. It, it's grassroots. Everyone is involved with something. There's something for everybody in this state. Yeah. And while... I'd argue it's the pro side of the whole every seat of supporters group thing. Yeah. Everyone can do their thing. Everyone can do their thing. And some of us choose to do a little bit of everything. Yes. And you and I haven't covered the, the, the Royals. If anyone is listening and is interested in the Royals, let us know. We'll get you, we'll get you a podcast <laughs> or something. I just don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the time to talk about the Royals. I don't watch the Royals. Business talk. I'll tell you one thing. Bandwidth. I'll tell you one thing. If, if it ever comes down to we have to lose something like the Royals mm -hmm. or, God forbid, even the Monarchs. Right. Because that decreases the price tag of keeping RSL in town. Sure. I will sign on the line that is dotted. Yeah, yeah. In a heartbeat. It's not even... Like it's not, it's not a. I would love to keep it, but for me, it's not a package deal. Yeah, and and I think the fear, going back to that initial bullet point of the league getting involved, like let's be really clear, Major League Soccer has no vested interest in the Royals. Like they right. do not care what happens to the Royals. Um, I think the scenario you described is not unlike when like an animal gets like stuck in a trap or something. And like it has to gnaw off its own arm to escape. Ideally, you're never in that situation. And and I, I, I think most diehard like let's be really clear, we were all RSL fans before we were fans of the Royals, or before we were fans of the Monarchs, and that's for no other reason than the Monarchs and the Royals and the Academy didn't exist yet. Um and I'm really proud of all parts of that organization, even though I had nothing to do with it. Like uh, I it feels really good to be able to point at the academy and say, yes, we've got one of the most respected academies in the country. Um, it feels really good to, you know, point at the Royals and say, yes, we've got, you know, the second most supported NWSL uh, uh, franchise in, in the league. Like, those are all points of pride. Um, God forbid the league gets involved and is like, hey, we got to find somebody to buy Real Salt Lake. We do not care what happens to the Royals. We do not care what happens to the Monarchs. And they just go nuclear, and all of a sudden, that risk of them moving to Kansas City becomes very real. Um, yeah, man, just 
listen, I'll overall, be, let, let, me, let me let me be the realist here. Not a good vibe. Yeah, I would rather that it doesn't happen. If it's a choice of we have to lose everything else but keep RSL here, done. Yeah, yeah, done. I, I I get that. Like that's. I mean, it's, 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 it's not team. even close. It's not even a split second decision. It's right. done, just done, right. done. Um, I'd rather keep them all. Yeah. But if you have to lose something, I'll start with the Royals. Well, maybe the high school, but right. You're talking about like the the you know the three quote unquote teams. Like, yeah, I sell off the condos and the high school and the plots of land and Harriman that are all apparently part of soccer right. in Utah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, get yeah. you know, get rid of all of it before keep the Rio Tinto. Yeah. And RSL. Yeah. It, that, that's it's... by far my focus. Like that's ninety nine percent of my focus. Yeah, man. Um you know, I, I I wish I could say you're wrong, but you know, I, I think there's Des- desperate a... times. Yeah. And and I think that's the part that really blows. Like the soccer sucking like we could like i understood like oh it is what it is like we we are not a good team as far as the product on the field but it's also like a really poorly run organization off the field like i haven't been excited about something in a really long time um and I and I think this kind of is probably a really really good transition point into like our next well it's not really a bullet but we're calling it the overall health of the organization, um, and and really it's I feel like when news comes out about Real Salt Lake, it hasn't felt positive in a very long time, um, and and the reason that's more noticeable is uh, there's quite a bit of news activity this week. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but our boy, Elliot Fall, the GM of, uh, RSL, he had like a little like Q and a, you know, thing. And it was, it was all written. It was all text, um, on the webpage, which I read like 19 times and probably assigned way too much meaning to than I should. But like the overall positive tone that he was putting off, it, it just, it didn't sit well with me. Yeah, you just want someone to say, hey, man, stuff is crap right now. We know. It sucks. It's uncertain. You know who I miss in these times? Oh, Jason Christ. No. Well, I didn't. Maybe he would have done yeah, the job. He, yeah, Mike. also Mike Petke. Mike Petke. Yeah. I miss Mike freaking Petke in these times. He just says, guys, I get it. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's 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 a good possibility of bad news coming out. But here's why it, maybe there's a reason we should hold out hope. Like this is where I miss yeah, Mike Petke. What happened to the Mike Petkeys and Jason Crisis of the world and So this is where I miss Nick Romando. Yeah, you know, as some, part some of the of organization, uh, you know, transparency. Some, transparency and communication is what you're asking for. No, here. I'm asking for character. And transparency and communication comes with the character. I'm asking for character, man. Like I'm, I'm missing a, a Harvey Mo in this case would be good. No, that guy was just overly optimistic. Wh- where is? I don't. When want, was like, the last time Carl Beckerman talked about anything? Oh man! Like what is happening? What's happening to the grown-ups in this organization? It's. I, I think it's the. 
I think sometimes as fans, and I don't know, maybe I'm just being, I should, I should I'm not maybe, I'm definitely speaking just for myself here. But I think I sometimes, and I, I will, you know, maybe, maybe other people can commiserate in this. I think we forget that it's a job. And like, I don't know what you're working. I mean, I have a pretty good idea of what your working history has been like. But I've definitely worked at places where, you know, things were fun and positive at first, but over time, the shine kind of wears away and the reality, you know, gets real and the culture kind of starts to fade away. Like, that's probably happening in the locker room and with the staff. I mean, we just, uh, two assistant coaches didn't have their contracts renewed this year. Um, like, it, it probably isn't good times, high fives, everything's going to be fine. It doesn't have to. That's when character comes through. Right. Yeah, that, that but, is that is when character comes through. This is, you know, Nat Borgers, Andy Williams. Dude, you're literally just listing names of guys that played when we were really good that have. No, I'm talking okay, Andy, character. Andy, actually, Andy Williams is a is a good that, yeah that dude. He has spoken out. He does speak out very well. Um, I think Nat, Nat Borgers has spoken out. It's it, it's character. That's what it is. I'm missing Kyle Beckerman right now. This is where if Kyle Beckerman had been gone for five. Five years by this point, I would have been saying some dumb stuff like, oh, man, this is where we need someone like a Carl Beckerman to actually step in front of, you know, the microphones and speak for the group. And and I'm not looking for encouragement. I'm just looking for something from somebody. I'm a little disappointed in Carl Beckerman right now. I'm calling out Carl freaking Beckerman, probably the second guy that needs a statue at Rio Tinto. Right. Where yeah. are you, Kyle? I, Does I, he have a Twitter account? No, man. That guy's that guy goes fishing when he's not playing soccer. Right. Um, no, it's... Uh, Does he not understand there are tens of thousands of people over here suffering? <laughs> suffering! I I don't think this one's quite on him, the, the way you're making it out to be. No, just, it's just, not on him, but that's when character steps up. Right, but also, let's be really clear. The guys, well, we can get into this a little later. We are planning on getting into this a little later. Um, he's not going to be here forever. Right, even more of an opportunity to step up. No, if anything, someone else should be doing the stepping up. Who? Oh, honestly, just based off of like status in the team? No. It. No. I mean, I'm saying in an ideal world. No. I'm saying if he I know was, exactly if, where you're going with I, it. Go I don't ahead. like him either. Go ahead. Oh, I love it him, sh- but go it ahead. It should be Rushnak. Yeah, no. He's not going to do it. No. It's soccer as a business. No. Uh, you know, Manchester soccer, City through and through. It's soccer as a business for him. Right. It's not a freaking business to me. I, I get that. I, I was talking about him. Right. Okay, just so we're all in the same The page. only other guy I can think about on that whole team right now that I know or thought I knew this little thing we're doing is not just a business. KB5. There it is. Nobody else. I'm sure it's not to others, but I thought KB5. I was like, all right, that's it. I, I, I think Ramondo would have been more spoken out if he was. I'm disappointed in Kyle Beckerman. Kyle, where you at, homie? <laughs> yeah, man. I. I don't think this will. I don't actually. I would go so far as to say that this one doesn't really fall on any of the players. Like, they're not in charge of building the roster for 2021. They're not in charge of I'm not, who stays I'm, and who I'm, goes. I'm not looking for building a roster. No, yes, I get what you're asking for. You're asking, but like, 
the thing that I have uncertainty about isn't isn't what I need. Like I don't need Kyle going like, yeah, we're gonna like pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. No, that's and, not like, what I'm saying. No, you're yeah, it is a little bit your character. You're asking for like, you know, like things to like a a real. You're looking for like a good rant. That's what you're really looking for. Mm-mm. Yes. No. Okay. What are you looking for? I'm looking for something. Very ambiguous. Don't I'm, say something. I'm looking specifically. For, what are you looking for? What are you? Kyle Beckerman is listening right now. What exactly do you want him to say? I'm looking for something to attach myself to right now. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Once again, specifically, what do I'm you want? I'm not Kyle, Kyle Beckerman. If I had the character that I thought Kyle Beckerman had, I would be Kyle Beckerman. Oh my God. I am looking. You, okay. Let me ask you this question. Right, what can you currently attach yourself to from RSL? What message, what approach, what, 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 what? Oh, like for me, like that they've given me that I can be like, feel good about? No, no, forget. What can you, att- well, I guess, yes. I guess that's a minimum, minimum, minimally viable requirement. You have to feel good about it, I guess. Mm. Uh, but like it has to like it, it's not something like I've derived for myself exactly like something that the team has provided that you can attach yourself to Nothing. not the team officially it could be right. it, it could be for, for me it's like my it own it could be Nick Romando's tweet yeah yeah for me it's literally like hope of a new owner and like the long game that's it I'm convinced 2021 is going to suck so just as bad as 2020 dude if, if we have Real Salt Lake playing in Salt Lake in 2021, I will win. I, that's it. We, we could literally go without a point for 2021 with some kind of assurance that they're not going away after 2021. That's, I mean, I'm claiming supporter shield. You know, screw Support, that. I, supporter I'm, shield in spirit. I'm, 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 claiming, I'm claiming MLS Cup, right? I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting my MLS, I'm getting my, like, whoever speaks out, jersey, right? And I'm adding a second star on it because that is <laughs> we, basically we, MLS Cup to me. Yeah, why do you have it. the second star? We didn't lose the team. Exactly. I, I mean, I and, w- and I in wish, the meantime, I am just disappointed. I wish I could say you were, you were being dramatic, but you know, you're who, not. You know who? I hate to say this. You know who? If we had him, would be stepping up and leading us right now in these. Weird times. Nedum. No, no. Net, I love Nedum, man. Nedum is over. Uh, nope. I, I wasn't going to say overrated. Nedum is. Yeah, definitely not overrated. Nedum has been with us for like two years. Yeah. Nedum's he, heart is not in Salt Lake. I love no. Nedum. I love what he has done. I think he's one of the highest character guys ever. Yeah. And I, and I think if Nedum had decided to stay with the club, mm-hmm. he would be one of those voices right now. Right. And he's also a fellow podcaster. So we're basically colleagues right now, if you think about it. Best friends. I <laughs> said it. basically colleagues at this point. But more importantly, you know who I think, if it was just with the organization right now, would have had the character, the guts to lead us, give us something to attach ourselves to? Mike F. and Petke. I keep going. I I don't know why you're fixed on Mike Petke. I, I love I w- Mike Petke. I 
just to be clear, we do have to win a game at some point. I don't I think care. We don't know, right? Jason but, Kreis. But, I would but, pick a. But, I would pick Jason. Yes, everything Mike Petke has, but it's your hypothetical scenario, and you're picking the second best option. I'm going off of. I'm, I'm going a year ago. You're going like a right, decade but it, ago. But both of them are never coming back for obvious right. two well, very different we can't reasons. Say that we yeah, can two, definitely. Two, there's no way to say Jason Christ never coming back. I can totally okay. see Jason. Okay, one Christ of them is back. definitely never coming. One of them is definitely never coming back to MLS or to well, probably to MLS. Definitely to Real Salt Lake. That's a fact. That, it, he would have a different. You're talking Mike Petke, right? Suing your employer is usually not a good way to prolong oh, yeah. your career with that employer. Whatever happened to that? Actually, no. Let's not go into that. No, nope, it got nope. settled privately. Okay, good. Um, but yes, in this like made up scenario you created. You're picking the second best. Every every character and leadership quality that Mike Petke has, which, granted, he definitely has those in spades, so does Jason Kreis with the benefit of being a much better coach, in my opinion. A much better tactician, if nothing else. Okay. Like, you, you're creating this hypothetical scenario and you're picking the second best guy. I just find that very humorous. I'm just going, I'm, I'm just like, I'm going in reverse. Like, what do we have now? Versus what we had literally... Just before that, yeah, and I'm going. Neither one is a realistic option at the time, so let's go with the better ones. And okay, so where's Carl Beckerman? We're right back to my <laughs> original question, Carl KB Five. Where are you uh, at, man, this, baby? Honestly, we need something. Give us something to we, attach ourselves to. A message, uh, a, an email, a video, a freaking tweet. That seems to be the way the world runs these days. Tweet something. Like, give me something. Give me the the minimum, the minimal amount of hope. hope. And just just let me like try to grab onto it. And 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 I don't even care if it goes anywhere. But give me that temporary satisfaction. So just like, to be clear, you have no specific ask, and that's fine. I do. How um, how much? No, more they're pretty vague. They're pretty vague. And anytime I try to attach specificity to it, you dodge it. That's neither here nor there. No, there's absolutely okay. It's very specific. Here's the message. I think you are your typical millennial, right? <laughs> you're you're looking for immediate gratification of on and everything and anything. No, I'm definitely long term gratification on Real Salt so, Lake right now. So he, here's your long term gratification. And and this is this is this is where you don't understand the passive message that, that is absolutely possible. I'm not looking for anyone to fix anything for me right now. I'm just literally looking for you know, you know, it's like when you're in the hospital and your legs are already broken and the doctors have fixed it but you're in pain, you're giving you all the painkillers and your your whatever family member walks in, like what they're gonna do? I literally have no idea what you're talking about at this point. Like, oh, I just need words of comfort. Like, just, I don't need them to make me feel, I just need them to say, hey, guys, we are, you know, RSL. We have been through some tough stuff over the years. I am here with you. I'm, you know, as much pain as you're going through. Actually, I'm not going through as much, but I'm here with you. We're, we're in this as a family. We're in this as, you know, as an organization. We'll get through it. Or maybe we won't. But I just need something to attach myself to. <laughs> All right. Um, fair. I mean, not really fair, but... Listen, I'd... man, what I'm telling you does not uh, does not fit well on a spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm not looking at a spreadsheet. It's, it's a much more high-level approach. And and I understand... See? See? 
I understand why you can't understand it. I'm just going to apologize right now to our <laughs> I'm going to throw the mic across the Listen, table. Listen, if Kyle Beckham is listening, I promise you one thing. Anyway, if anyone is listening that knows Kyle Beckham, send him this portion of the last 10 minutes of our episode. Yeah, he doesn't need to hear this whole hot mess. Kyle Beckham, Kyle, Captain, you know what I'm talking about. Well, you know he's not the captain anymore, right? He's technically not even on the team right now. Homie, the Vivint Smart Home Arena where the Jazz play, I still call the Delta Center, which is like four names ago. Kyle Beckerman, to me, will forever be the captain of Real Salt Lake. And when we put that statue up of him in front of the stadium, mm-hmm. it will have a captain's armband on it. Obviously. That's it. That's That's a good segue not really but we're gonna go with the segue um so anyway the elliot fall q a thing um yeah little i i really i can't stress enough that i it's the type of document that i read way too like way too much like i i obsessed yeah, I never, over it I, I never trust those interviews when they're written like i never trust that they actually wrote it yeah yeah i mean it's definitely like way too polished to be just like spoken um, you know, he, he was talks, probably not even in the country. He, yeah, he's it, it's, it's some PR person, who, right? Right. He was, you know, he's talking about. All right. Know, so, Meta what's the highlights, what man? But really, I especially the first like third of it, I really get the sense, and you know, he talks about not being able to sign players in the summer transfer window for the obvious reason that there was no one there to sign the checks. Um, which there's that. I'll give him that. Like he's got me there. Um. But I definitely got the has sense he, that... Has he never been to high school and faked his mom's signature? I mean, isn't this basically the same thing? 20 million transfer fee? No problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So, you know, obviously no no additional signings coming in the summer. A, COVID, but B, and more importantly, literally no owner to sign for anything. Um, but I really got the sense that he was, that he's asking for time. I think he maybe not flat out acknowledges the fact that we're not getting a DP until we get a new owner. Once again, no money. But he does he does allude to the fact that the organization has made some, you know, they have some allocation money on hand and they have some existing budget that they feel like they can bring in some support in the offseason, which, you know, at least the roster will look a little bit different. So that's exciting. Um and ultimately where I'm going with this, I really got the sense that he was asking for time. Maybe not directly, but kind of those reading between the lines situations. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I've got time. Like, I think it's the type of thing where if we become okay with mediocrity, and I, let's let's be honest, it's not even mediocrity. If we become okay with being a bottom tier team, it's the type of thing where if you don't make if you don't do what SKC does and you go out and you pay a guy ten million dollars to just put a bunch of goals away and like suddenly be the number one team in the West, all of a sudden that becomes the norm. And then you do what Colorado Rapids did for like six years, where you're just either bottom or you know second from the bottom for way too long. I think you just need like a radical change, and I worry that you know. 
and, and maybe to no fault of Elliot's. Like, let's be real. It's not like he got a clean slate to work with here. Um, but I worry that if, if we kind of take the long game here and don't do radical stuff as soon as we get a new owner, that it's just going to become the norm, man. <clears throat> I'm going to be very clear with you here. I cannot relate to what anything you just said. Checks out. What I just heard is this. You're explaining to me what style of crown molding I should be putting on my villa when I'm worried about being homeless tomorrow. Yeah, your, your previous analogy when we were talking in private was a lot better. It was a totally different setting. Totally different setting. I think what I was using earlier is, and again, different scenario, is it's like a, it's 15 minutes before the Titanic is about to hit the iceberg, mm -hmm. and you're telling me how to rearrange the chairs in the dining room right. upstairs. You're saying, you're saying it's not our biggest problem right now. Homie, at this point, if I need to sign up to be a bottom feeder in the MLS, but make sure RSL stays in Salt Lake, right? Done. I, and done. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're not wrong in a, if you time capsule that with just 2021. I'm 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 time capsuling that right at this minute. Right. I get that. Of I, I, this totally, day. Totally. Understand what you're yes. going for. I think. You also want to be very – it's right now there are people making decisions that will have – that will have those – the consequences of those decisions will literally like, you know, reverberate through the club for like years to come. Yeah. And I worry that if we become okay with being – like I agree with you. I think we have a lot – like we have a lot more pressing problems than whether or not we can yeah. sign a new DP. 100%. 100% you're right. But how the hell but, could but we it, sign a new DP? Right, Let's right. Just, yeah. I, no, no, no. I'm not saying I, I'm aware that we can't sign. But my fear is that we go full Chivas. We suck for four years. The stadium empties out. And all of a sudden, we're right back where we started. And the league goes, yeah, this this franchise well, really does belong in Las Vegas. But I, I really believe that it's, it's a control-alt-delete once we get a new owner. Right. I mean, it depends on the owner. Right, exactly. So, if it's if it's a worthwhile owner, if it's just to be clear, a, you just opened up Task Manager on the Salt Lake. <laughs> but the the reason you open Task Manager is now you have all of your open applications in front of you, and you can select the ones you want to force quit. Right, RSL Nation. Not only do you get the latest RSL news here, but also tech support. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Abdel and the Baker. So, no, man, look, my, my headspace, I'm in a weird headspace. I'll be honest, <laughs> just in case anyone didn't notice over the last few years, I'm in a weird headspace, man. I'm in a headspace where I cannot focus on who the GM is. I cannot focus on DPs. You can honestly tell me right now we just signed, I don't know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic again. Or Swedish whatever. hero. Well, um, and I cannot. I, I would not. I mean, I would not get super excited. Maybe it's the COVID. Maybe it's knowing that I can't go to the stadium for 
probably another six, eight months. The way the way I want the stadium, I, I don't right. I, I don't Fully I don't packed. want the five thousand yes, people. You, you know want what I mean? Banners and drums and trumpets. Yes, I want section thirty five, man. Right. That's that's the lifestyle we got used to. That's the Absolutely. lifestyle we want and love. When, when you've been eating, uh, you know, when you've been eating prime rib every weekend, it's hard to go to, you know, Burger King. Well, it depends what you get at Burger King, and it depends on the time of the night that you're getting it. Yes, I get all of that, but yeah, it's it's it's. So I I cannot get excited about some of these things that I wish we were talking about right now. You know what I mean? Like, if that idiot DLH just hadn't done that stupid thing he did, right? We'd be talking about like, okay, what's off-season signings are we making right now? Who's our new head coach? Uh, you know, who's staying? Who's leaving? Uh, right. It's, it, it's, it's not the typical off season. Yeah. It's it, no. It's, yeah. It hasn't been the typical off season for a while. So just just to be clear, s- yeah. I'm super glad we're losing DLH. Like n- now that it, now that it's like we're now ripping that the, now that we're in the process of ripping the bandaid off and like everything yes. is just like going like ultimately he's more trouble than he's worth. Listen, and 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 anyone and everyone that has listened to us, and you know, you know that, the baker, I have defended the guy quite a bit. You have. Yeah, I'm. I'm, at this point, I'm glad he's gone. Unless we lose the team. Right. No, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that that's probably probably a fair caveat. Yeah. Look, I I don't think he is. Most of the things people are making him out, making him out to be, I think he's an a hole. Yeah. When was the last time you met a billionaire who's not an a hole? I, I don't. I don't remember the last time I met a billionaire. <laughs> okay. not, that's not something I okay, do every day. That's a good point. I have been led to believe they're mostly a holes. All right, that's not the point. I believe that. I don't believe he's ninety nine percent of the things he's made out to be. I'm not sure what some of these people are talking about. Whatever. That's that's what's that called? Spilled milk under the bridge. If we keep the team in any capacity at this point, we're probably better off. Yeah, yeah. If we keep the team, we're. I mean, like, probably better off. Yeah, yeah. I I would find it'd be very difficult to find a scenario in which case we're not better off. Well, I could buy the team and I'd be offering players like thirteen fifty per hour to play. So we probably would not be better off in yes, that case. That, yes. In that case, we would be worse off. Speaking of, we haven't. You and I need to put together a business plan and a proposal as soon as January eighth hits. Mm-hmm. Put that bitch in. Yeah, just and and I'm actually glad you brought that up casually. Um, MLS because of the franchise system actually doesn't allow for uh, like multi-fan like you can't own shares in a club yeah uh, you'd have to incorporate and then it's buy not the just club. mls isn't that most yeah well, most u.s yeah. sports and the franchise system yeah. yes um that's why the, the jazz had a nightmare trying to put that together for you yeah ago. the the whole trust thing and yeah. even that like the, the the trust doesn't actually prevent the jazz from <laughs> yeah. leaving yeah like, we just tested that real quick yes the, everyone on the trust could just vote or the majority in the yeah. trust could vote to leave and then you leave um Everyone brings up, I believe, that the what is it? Oh yeah, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. So I actually looked into this because I was curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Because like you know we talked to something was like five thousand people a, a week. Like yeah. Let's let's get into this. Um, 
most of those shares are symbolic. Like literally, like it's a piece of paper. Um, oh. Yeah, you. So they don't actually hold monetary value. There is, as as far as I understand, you 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 can't just buy that. Like you couldn't like go to like you know your Vanguard account and buy shares. Like they're not actively traded. There's right. like they have like releases of when they're out. And they they so there they is a, do own them. They it's do just own controlled them. Controlled yes. owner. It's like an S corp, right? Well, not S. Well, yeah, escrow. Yeah. Um, you have like there's like one time a year where essentially there's a town hall and you can like come and speak if you have one of these shares. That's about it. So it's just like a shareholders meeting, in that you can't don't actually vote on anything. the The team themselves have come out and said in the modern age. Do you own symbolic. if do you own a piece of the team that you can't sell and that you can't do anything with and that you don't get a dividend from? So, so yes. Do you pay for it? Yes. Okay. I like that deal. How do we set up that club? <laughs> right. So give me yeah. money. Yes. And in exchange, you get nothing. It's but you get to tell people mm-hmm. that you're part of the, my organization. It's like the mob. It is kind of that. I don't want to. I don't want to like. I don't want to underplay it because it is really cool. Like I'm glad it exists, and I think things like that, the the symbolic nature there is actually really cool. But it's like it's slightly better than when like your, you know, uncle like gets you like, hey, we named the star after you. You know, like it's basically the NFL version of that. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what it sounds like. You know, that's well. Listen, man, I wasn't joking. Like if I can pay everyone, including all the players, thirteen fifty an hour, right? That's only game time. Not practice. I I will buy it myself. <laughs> we talking about practice? Practice. Yeah. No. Um. And then the so other. So yes, example, we would be worse off. Right. Yes. The other example of like fan owned is obviously, you know, the German leagues, um, and even that isn't, you know. Well, the Ger- no the German. I think the Germans got to figure it out, bro. Right. Where like a corporation can't own more than like fifty percent or forty nine. Yeah. It's it's like the fifty it, plus one rule. I think is what they call it. Yeah. Um. It, so any scenario in Europe where there is a fan-owned club that has to compete with non-fan-owned clubs tends to do poorly. Well, because this check this out. People don't want to just shell out their personal money, believe <laughs> it or not. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Anyway. Wasn't there, I, a I, club, wasn't there a club called like My Club or something? Where literally... I can't remember what league this, this was in, but they literally... It was a fan-owned club. Right. I can't remember the country. but Well, I mean, there's like fan-owned club. No, 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 no. This was called My Club. Right. Where the fans literally owned the club, and they decided on like the starting lineup. That's terrifying. Um, everything. And I'm pretty sure they were in business for like six months or something. That, that's I'm all shocked it, took. it was that long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah. how do we get to this? Uh, we were talking about uh, ownership structures that were worse off than the current ownership structure. And we were talking yeah. about the overall health of the organization. Yeah, um, it's, it's bad. Yeah, right. It's bad right now. And Good summary. And, and I feel like there's a vacuum that someone needs to fill. There's a, there's a void someone needs to fill. I always thought this is where Kyle Beckerman steps in, is not doing it. Did I call him out enough? 
Yeah, man. It's starting to get weird. I feel like you've got Cosmo a Cosmo Hero, bro. I don't I, know, man. I love that dude, but come on, man. Like this is this the opportunity is ideal for someone like a Kyle Beckman to step up. I get it, he's upset and all this stuff, but look, someone he's upset. I think dude's ready to retire, man. I don't care. Someone else's problem officially. Yeah, but you know what? It's gonna re- remain my problem for the, forever. Welcome S- to being a fan. So yeah. Welcome to being a fan. A supporter. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. So speaking of uh 2021 and you know how things are looking and dps that aren't coming um the one <laughs> there's a long list yeah there is a long list of players yeah dps <laughs> are not coming to rsl next year <laughs> like we should we should publish that we list. actually i'm gonna do that just for fun <laughs> just like look up their transfer mark profiles you know yeah here's some dps not yeah. coming to salt lake next year uh anyway um so a bunch of teams, the teams not left, have announced their uh, option decisions for the 2021 roster. RSL also being in that group. How does RSL make any... Okay, so Elliot. Right. Elliot, I, I thought it was kind of like, all right, this, this this dude must be like a rock star. That's why he came up through ranks, blah, blah, blah. Then I realized through all the backstories, some of the DLH characteristics, I'm like, that doesn't mean anything anymore. And so his stock, in my mind, went down. And then the fact that he's running anything right now with the situation at hand is super impressive. Sorry, I had to inter- intervene and yeah, say that. No, I definitely get what you're getting continue. at. It, it was the type of thing where if your team didn't make the playoffs, you actually had to have this list. Like it was like league mandated due date, basically. Right. So no, I'm, 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 I'm not it. saying that he didn't have to. I'm saying that's when I would quit. <laughs> well, let's let's go through the list before you eh. give him too much props. Anyway, um, so right out of the gate, um, to to kind of set how many names are on that list? Twenty two total. All right, give us the highlights. I mean, definitely not the highlights, but so I, I think it's worth noting that right out of the gate, uh, I'm trying to find the exact number. You, all right, sorry, yeah. Lost you there for a second. Um, so, extra RSL. Are extra, you creating the list? I'm right. I'm. I'm actually. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the best way to go through this is. So here are the players that the option was exercised on. So basically, like, hey, these guys could stay or they could go. Um, goalkeeper David Ochoa. Mm-hmm. Defenders Justin Glad and Eric Holt. Mm-hmm. Eric Holt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I sometimes forget he's still on the team. Yeah. And well, he's, you're going to forget him for one more year at least. Yep. Uh, midfielders Everton Luis and Justin Portillo. Forwards Michael Chang, Douglas Martinez, and Tate Schmidt. Tate Schmidt. Those were the options exercised. So all uh-huh. of these guys are coming back. Um, Nedimon Oha is obviously retired yep. and gone. Um, and then the players who had their options declined. Uh, defender, really fullback, Alvin Jones. 
I think either the left or right back. I forgot about him. If there was ever a man that just made a paycheck for a year for right. nothing. Well, I mean, let's we'll talk about paychecks for nothing. No. Uh, midfielder Luis Ariaga. And then our forwards of the group. No surprise here, Giuseppe Rossi. Declined. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The dude's done. Um, so he turned out about as bad as we thought he could. Yes. Like, I think it's worst not performance, case scenario, it's injuries. Yes. Yeah. The dude's knees are just done. Uh, and Julian Vasquez. Um, and then dudes out of contract right now. So not declined, but guys whose contracts like just ran out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Putna. That that's kind of kind of a big one. And then, you know, midfielders, Kyle Beckerman, and here's a blast from the past, who's still technically on the team, Luke Mulholland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on the roster or two this year, wasn't he? I, I don't think so. I don't think he ever was. Was it last a, year? I, I, not not, not like game with, time. I thought no, I saw no, him no. on a roster. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, and so, so just a real quick, we're going to go a quick recap here with the guys that are being retained that have contracts actively. So goalkeepers, we've got Zach McMath, David Ochoa. So this tells us that Zach McMath was signed to a multi-year deal, which right. bothers me. Um, defenders, Justin Glad, Aaron Herrera, Eric Holt, Ashton Morgan, Noah Powder, Marcelo Silva, and Donnie Toya. Midfielders, Nick Beasler, uh, Bodie Davis, Demir Krylock, Everton Luis, Justin Portillo, uh, Pablo Ruiz, and of course, Albert Ruschnack. And then uh, finally, our quote-unquote forwards, which includes the wingers, Corey Baird, Andrew Brody, Michael Chang, Chris Garcia, uh, Milan Oloski, Douglas Martinez, or Douglas Martinez, uh, Justin Miram. Jason Ramirez, and Tate Schmidt. That gives us 22 names. Uh, you know, we're not counting, like, international slots or DP slots or anything like that, but right. MLS rosters allow for 30, so 28 free. Um, 22 filled, 8 free. 8 free. Eight Minus free any trades. and Right. Um, so we, we will have, like, free agency coming up, and there's some really interesting names in free agency, but... I'm not going to lie, man. Looking at that current roster doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Well, yeah. I mean, the current roster is the best of the team that just did not make the playoffs in a year where, like, everyone made the playoffs. 80% of the teams made the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it doesn't. does not inspire confidence at all. And yeah. And... You know what would be really good to have right now? Confidence? Leadership. Kyle Beckerman. No, 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 this goes beyond Kyle Beckerman. Right? I, Th- this is this is I like I was gonna say if you if it was on Kyle Beckerman, <laughs> okay. like something personal See? happened. He See? like cut you off. <laughs> See <laughs> No. Um I, I can't see Kyle Beckerman. Actually I can't kinda of see him do that. Um no, this 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 is this is like all right, cool, we have these names. We have good opportunities. We have an opportunity to let some people go. I would let Andrew Putna go, personally. 
we missed we completely missed an opportunity to play Ochoa this year, but whatever. Which um, uh, not to interrupt you again, but uh, shout out to Ochoa uh, getting a call yeah. up to the U.S. Men's National Team senior yeah. uh, team seems for like a training camp in Florida. Seems like everyone notices something, but us. Yeah, I mean, some of it going back had to do with COVID protocols and the USL being like a separate. Like he had to like. Right, we're talking four, about ten days. You know, I think it was fourteen, but yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he, we're no, talk- no. One hundred percent with you. Given how the year turned out, hindsight being twenty twenty, and just a tire fire that was RSL, Ochoa should have started every yeah. game in the latter half of the year. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, and at um, least by now we would know whether we have a goalkeeper for the future. Yeah, um, I don't think twenty twenty one is going to be all that much better. Ochoa should be our starting goalkeeper. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, why not? Okay. And I don't, I don't see us making. So, anyways, let's get back to those names. I, I, they are what they are. We have a decent enough quality team that is as is going to be. Well, it's going to depend heavily on on coaching, I guess. In this point, at this point, they could, with like one or two additions, legitimately fight for the playoffs. I'm not talking like a DP level addition. I'm talking yeah. like. Tam or yeah, allocation I mean, money or whatever it's called these days. We need um, – <laughs> we don't even need a really good number nine. Just a number, a number nine. nine. Yeah. A number nine. You know who uh, who recently got, speaking of options not exercised, mm-hmm. he's on the wrong – he's very much on the wrong side of 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bradley Wright Phillips, mm-hmm. who's 35 – Mm-hmm. Recently had his option declined from LAFC, and that thing was put in a way with regularity for LAFC. Yeah, like you know, Arsa loves to sign old dudes who are past their prime. Might as well sign a guy that at least last year was putting him away. If we could teach Dan uh, Toya how to cross the ball, he could get twelve to fifteen for us easy next year. Yeah, it. I don't know because he'll be- get six from the right side. Right, so it's like, how do we get the other six from <laughs> right. the, the left side? Right. Um, no, I, I, I think. Is there a worse crosser of the ball in the MLS than I mean, Danny Toya? I, I'm sure there is. It doesn't feel like it right now. Um, you know, it's just shocking. It's crossing the ball like you have literally a 15 square foot um, radius to hit the ball into. Right, and somehow he manages to get like seventy-five feet away, elsewhere. It, he's really good at everything else, right. I think. But he's, just he's, that one—he's a—he's a good defender, and I think it's one of those things where his primary responsibilities are as a defender. But it's also like a pretty key part of his role in the modern game. If it was like ninety-five, yeah, yeah. and like we were all out here wearing baggy shorts and like actually ninety-five—that was—that was like. Roberto Carlos, that was already getting started back in '95, man. That he was, he was the, he was the cutting edge of left. Yeah, I'm talking MLS '95. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. So you got to remember, you got to tone everything down a little. Right, right, never mind. So I feel like if it was '95, he'd be like a rock star. But yes, the modern requi- the game yeah. requires fullbacks. Like I do have a lot of confidence because, because, because um, you know our boy on the right side figured yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever Herrera did in the offseason, 
Including sh- diet and uh, weightlifting regimen. Yes. Share that. Go like yeah. get that in front of everybody. Um I I'll be like so I think forward is the really obvious Yeah, but listen, yeah. man. No, no, no. We don't, we, no, no, no. We're an hour and fifteen in. Uh, we're not getting into we're just getting like, started. No, we're getting into it. We're not getting into we're getting like, into it. What's gonna make us better next year? We're, no, we're not getting into what's getting us better next year. We're just gonna critique other people's decision making. Um, yeah. So yeah, Ochoa yeah. called the camp. I, I think the big. So and really, the only thing worth correct discussing. Me, correct me if you think I'm wrong. Okay. No brainer, unless there's some major stuff happening in the right. offseason. Ochoa is the starting goalkeeper next year. Yeah, that being said, I think Zach McMath is your back. Uh, I mean, you know. I'm not the, saying Ochoa is the best goalkeeper on right. the roster. I'm saying for the sake of looking beyond 48 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 24 months. What the hell am I talking about? Four years? <laughs> I, I knew what you meant, I think, um, without you saying it. Yes. 24 next months. Next two years. Uh, Ochoa has to start every single game next season. Yeah, and he, he could get scored on six times in game one, and he starts a second game. Yeah, short of like some like terrible attitude problem or something. I say, yeah, let, let the kid. which I can totally think. I, I think he might have. He he clearly has some attitude, which is why I want him in that goal. Right, uh, you know, I, I think the ceiling is so high on the kid. Just yeah. run with it's, it. it. It's worth trying it for a year or two. Oh, absolutely. I, and, and I think you're right. And I try, I don't say that a, very often. We have a history of doing that. I mean, we tried it with Danny. Um, and he had a terrible year on left back. I will finally give you that two years later. You're talking Aaron Herrera. I mean, Aaron Herrera. No, yeah. yeah I was like, I'm, what are you I'm, I'm thinking left back. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Justin Glad. I mean, we saw the ceiling. Everyone saw the ceiling very early on. Right. And he had some pretty terrible... A pretty terrible time for a while. The team stuck with him, and I think um, the ceiling is not as high as we thought it so, was going to be. So I know we're going long, and yeah. you brought him up, so I got to mention it. Okay. We worried about the fact that, like, for what is his third year in a row, as the season comes to an end, he clearly loses his starting position. I'm worried about the coaching more than him. I honestly, I, th- I, th- I thought he played as decent. At the end of the year as in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, he didn't start a single game for us in like the last four games. Right. Um, But the the games prior to that, I don't think he did anything different than the games prior to the games when he did start. Right. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's happening. I don't think Freddie is very high on him. I just don't think Freddie is very high, uh, not in those terms, but... Right, I get what you mean. Like, I... uh, I could see just the Justin Glad option being exercised for no other reason than him being sold. Just so he doesn't walk away. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you don't... I think he probably has very high trade value if you yeah. go that route. Yeah. I, I think And if regardless... I'm any GM on any team, I'm trying to think of what team I would not want him to be on. If you're Elliot? No, no, no. If, I, if I'm a GM of a different MLS team... Oh, like, I, he's I, a starting caliber player that's super young. I, on I just think, about every team. Like, yeah. What team would he not start on? Like, I, what, I think if you're one of the, I think if you're Austin FC, like, oh, you kill yeah, for that. You don't have any homegrowns. Yeah. You've got a dude who's very experienced, very young, so you can kind of build around young him for a while. And experienced. How often do you get that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think if you're one of the teams coming into the league for the first time, that's a guy you're looking at. 
Yeah. Um, but really the the big name, not the big name, but, I, you know, we had this a variation of this conversation this time last year because, you know, same song and dance. Kyle mm-hmm. Beckerman. You yeah. said his name a lot already. We need leadership, uh, Kyle. You, you put a lot at his feet. Um, Give us something to hang on to. Let's be honest. 2020 wasn't his best year. Who's, statistic- whose best from, year was from a statistical standpoint? Yeah, okay. I mean, it, oh, if you're Aaron Herrera, you had a great year. Yeah, and Aaron you're probably Herrera and you're probably fantastic year, and you're probably pissed, right? Yeah, because everyone around you went because <laughs> you're you're yeah, but not just that, but you all, you were set. Michael like, Chang, if you're Michael Chang, you had a good year. You had a Justin Miro had a good year. No, no, you had a fantastic year. If, if you're, you're Pablo Chang. Ruiz, you had a great year. Yeah. Yeah, there, Can we apologize enough to that guy? No. I, if I ever see him, I'm going to uh, like come out and be like, hey, man, you've uh, never heard of me. I know for a fact you've yeah. to this podcast. I'm going to play it for you a little bit. I was yeah. shitting on you all day. Yeah. Language, Bakir. That's not me, guys. I'll, I'll buy you like a, yeah, I'll let buy me, him like a Twix bar Let me get you like a drink. Yeah. Like, my bad, dude. Uh, but yeah, like, there's some dudes that had a good year. so bad. Here's the thing. I still stand so by bad. what I said. He's a defensive liability, but he just brings so much to the attack. Yeah, it's worth it. It's it's absolutely a, it's a good ROI. He's another guy. Well, five year contract, so <laughs> yeah, better be doing something in five years. Um, but yeah, KB five. You're Elliot. I'm bringing him back. Yeah. Okay. If if for no other reason than uh, okay okay forget being Elliot. Okay, you're the GM. It doesn't matter. No, no, forget being the GM. I'm thinking new owner. Right. So you're the new owner that just bought Real Salt Lake. Uh, you kind of know that like midway through next year, we'll probably be opening up the stadiums to full capacity. Fair. You're not gonna set yourself up for like you can have a terrible year and last game of the season. The last couple of games, last five ge- home games of the season that Kyle Beckerman's playing, and now it's his official retirement. Yeah, you, you give him the Nicromando pageantry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I how in the world? I mean, you, you want to piss me off after all the things I just said about Kyle Beckerman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, come in and get cheap on me on Kyle Beckerman, right? And then you're paying Albert Ruzhnyak two million dollars. Right, dude, like, just really, yeah, non-factor at this point for the club. So it's, I mean, we'll see. Who, like, also, if I'm like, I don't know, if I'm, let's just say, let's just say the team gets like sold to Las Vegas. <laughs> right. Then done. Why? Yeah, why yeah, would that, you? We're shutting down the podcast, yeah, turning yeah, off the page. Yeah. Everything's going. Dark. We'll just rename it. Yeah. But. No, I, I, as I said, I think there's a 95% chance it stays here. There's there's no way I'm not bringing back Kyle Beckerman. Right. There's absolutely no way. But if I'm if I'm the GM, I'm waiting to see who my new boss is going to be. Sure. And I've already done my calculations. What should we pay him? What are we going to make back just on him? I'm doing commemorative T-shirts and jerseys and <laughs> scarves. I mean, dude, uh, hats. Like you know, KB5, you like you like dread dreadlocks. Yes, you yeah. you like the caps, the, the Irish caps. I like them. I'm doing those. I mean, they have, they have dreads out the back. Uh, yes, they have dreads already prefabricated. I'm doing like fly fishing equipment. KB five, dude. I'm making that money back in like a month. All right, even with I'd buy COVID, half that crap. I would buy everything I just said. 
Yeah, I've never been just, fly fishing in my life. But I'm like, yeah, but how hard can it be? So there's no way I'm a new owner buying into the club, not bringing back Kyle Beckerman. Now, let's it's be, actually a really good point. Now, let's be clear. Non-soccer impact. Exactly. Right. As okay. far as soccer impact, yeah. he starts probably like two games. Oh, U.S. Open Cup games. The Wednesday game, and he's going to start like the last two home games. Yeah. Uh, because I just sold 20,000 people on him. <laughs> on the Cobb Beckerman experience. On the, yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I think if I was like even 5% more optimistic on the 2021 being like a good year for us, I would, you know, I'd be like, nah, no way. We can't really afford it. You mean like being contenders? Yeah, stuff? like being no. competitive. I mean, but I think we given- can literally go out and buy five DPs right now. Let's just say the rules are another thing, and you still do not make a championship caliber team that quickly it right because our dps don't play well there's that <laughs> just, have... I'm, I'm literally saying like, let's just go out and buy buy like the zlatans of the world and get we had five of them we still don't win it next year year after year i it's think if proven. we had five zlatans that would well yeah wouldn't, wouldn't hurt well, first I, know, of, I know what you mean that that should be a really good reality show you gotta stop <laughs> right um, <laughs> guys we're gonna buy an mls team we're gonna like Get five DPs somehow, yeah. even though they're not transferable. I mean, Salt Lake, just to see what happens. Salt Lake already has like the Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Did you see that? Yes, that's the actual thing right now. I've actually not seen that. Um, Let's keep it that way. But uh, the ne- we're not winning a damn thing next year, right? Hundred percent. And I'm not kidding when I say I am putting. It's gonna be like a a second star on the crest, but I have to figure out what it's gonna be. Like, is it gonna be like a Blue star? No, no. You know what it is? Uh, Two rings interlocked because you locked it down, like, like wedding style. There you go. You know, symbolic marriage to your club. Of course, seventy-five percent marriages fail. Is it so 70, no, it's, it's, I think it's like fifty. It's okay. So fifty even. Yeah. So there's that. But there's gotta be something. Like, it's gonna be like a dot. It's gotta be different. <laughs> like I, an asterisk. Yeah. Like it's gotta be something there. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, no, yeah, um, Kyle's, Kyle's got to come back next yeah, year. Yeah, I, I think right I'm after he steps up right now and gives <laughs> us some leadership, gives us some leadership. There it is, Kyle. That's all you got to do for a job. Oh, you know, no one's listening to us anymore, right, dude? I, I have people reach out after long episodes numerous times telling us they're listening. Um, I do think with all of that being said, uh, oh, we should talk about the monarchs. It's like a five minute thing, but it's super. Dumb. All right, five it's minutes. Actually, it's uh, actually. Uh, like, uh, I really got to go pee soon. It's re- I mean, we can't pause this, but I don't no, want you to pausing a damn thing. Any more buttons. I'll just take you guys with me to the bathroom. No one needs to hear that. Okay. Um, so it's like the first like semi-exciting news that I've heard in a while. So the Monarchs also announced their contract, yeah. yep. uh, you know, uh, options and stuff. There's three guys coming back with traditional USL contracts. Like, the rest is all going to be this, like, basically these, like, thirds of academy kids, guys coming down from the first team to get minutes, and, like, trialists. Trialists? Yeah, like, they're, like, dudes that, like, international players that they want to, like, see play. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, brought out, brought in from international yeah. academies and teams and stuff to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's 
I think they said something like uh, uh, in the press release, like a third of the team is expected to be academy kids. I think it's what every like academy purist has always wanted the right. monarchs to be. Right. I think like let's be really clear: there are folks that are diehard monarchs fans. That, like they they are like they you know you've got yeah. they there's like eight of them. Yes, yeah, they, they exist. I feel bad for those folks because I think that's code for like you know everyone wants to be competitive and everyone wants to win, but I think the Monarchs are not going to be a very good team next year. But I do think it's the first thing that I've heard that's like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah, I like that approach. Yeah, it, it's, I'm, it's what it I'm, always I'm, should have been. I'm one of the yeah exactly. I'm one of those folks that thinks like, look, I love the Monarchs not because they're freaking Monarchs, but because they're a feeder team to RSL. We have to remember, this all goes back to RSL. Right. We are the RSL nation, right? And it's like, I love the academy. Yes, sure. But only if it eventually leads into a benefit for RSL. I don't care if you have the best academy in the world. Unless it leads to a benefit for RSL. Yeah, yeah. We have a fantastic academy that produces really good players that are all currently playing in Europe. Somebody else, right. yes. yes. Yeah. So I love the Academy. I love the Monarchs. I love the entire feeder system. But at the end of the day, if it produces for results for RSL, awesome. If it doesn't, I don't care. Right. And I'm not saying I don't care about your children, folks, <laughs> just so we're clear, because we also have the high school. and We, we care right. about them from an RSL perspective. We care about what... The outcome is. The outcome is what happens for RSL. Right. First team. Easy, ends. right? Yep. Anyway, I thought that was pretty dope. I'm genuinely That was stoked. awesome. I got a P. Close it out. RSL Nation. It's been a pleasure again. Have yourself a good morning, good evening, good night. And we'll be talking to you again real soon. <laughs>